is having cereal for breakfast this morning? Because I have got a challenge for you. AMs with AJ at VFX. Good morning. Happy Thursday. Someone sent me one from a place called the Cereal Bowl, which is in Ohio because, of course, those places that have the challenges and all that, they're never anywhere nearby. But the challenge is, apparently, you have to schedule an appointment, obviously, very understandably. They have a giant bowl of cereal challenge where one gallon of milk, which you don't have to drink, which don't because that's that's a trap. And you have to have what is 20 cups of cereal. It's two and a half boxes. That's the challenge. You can win a cash prize. You get a special T-shirt right on the wall of fame as the challenges do. And someone sent it to me, specifically my girlfriend, and said, what do you think? And i got to be honest, underwhelming. I think piece of cake. Because, okay, so hear me out, right? Everybody, oh, I can do all these challenges. There's a reason they're a challenge. But don't you feel like you sit down one day, say this this weekend, right? You get down to Saturday, and you're going to have breakfast. You get nothing to do. You get up a little later in the morning than usual. Everybody's disappeared. You by yourself. You just sit there, whatever favorite cereals, Cinnamon Toast Crunch, Captain Crunch, one of those for me. You can just eat it and eat it and eat it and eat it. Honestly, I don't think, I think it would be better to trick myself to not use the milk whatsoever. That would slow me down and just eat it by the handfuls. Now, I'll admit, two and a half boxes is a lot, but I, yeah, I was not impressed by this challenge. I think it's, I think it's uh, easy enough to do. And ironically enough, uh, a lot of people are commenting, which is probably not a good sign for my whole argument, that, oh, yeah, yep, I'll do it right now. And then, you know, I don't, I wonder, I always wonder, do, does anybody ever do a try, a dry run of all this ahead of time? Like, you just like, right, I'm going to buy two and a half boxes of cereal, I'm going to sit down and, like, run through this a couple times, see how this goes, and then we'll come back to it. Because I don't feel like ever it is. I think a lot of people go in and be like, got this. Got this. No, I got it. You know, I'll do it twice, which of course is never going to happen. I just, I legitimately feel like I could sit down and eat cereal for a while. I never do because I get to two bowls and I, I finish the milk and I'm like, eh, no more. I'm good. I think I could do two and a half boxes. Sans milk. Sans milk. Probably fooling myself, but hey, aim high, hopes and dreams, follow them. Uh, what I don't know how to aim high with is the advice to return to my parent when it's time for me to be a parent. It's a really weird situation going peer-to-peer as adults with your parent because they're your parent. One of my parents got in trouble, and it uh, turns out you, you turn the metaphorical tables, I have no idea what to say to them. What the heck do you do when you're supposed to be a parent for your parent? Ams with AJ on VFX. I consider myself a pretty well-spoken and well-versed individual who can give advice or at least decent perspective, I feel like, in most situations. And I would not say that my dad's situation was unusual. But I was not prepared when it was my turn to be a parent. And in the stupidest way possible. Okay, so if I can level with you. My dad, not so great in the advice column. He's one of those people that kind of is, just gives you the cliches. It doesn't feel like he's actually listened to you. It's tough. That being said, when the tables were turned... Dad inadvertently got a dose of his own medicine. I was talking to him on the phone. Gets a call from his boss because he talks to me at work because he drives a lot for his job. Got to go, right? Oh, okay. Call him back. Oh, man, that wasn't a good phone call. Well, what happened? Well, you know, I'm driving around, but, you know, to try to stretch my day out, I uh, sometimes take a little longer. I'll sit and, and for a second just to kind of stretch the day out, and uh, apparently the GPS was on today, and boss called, and I didn't really have an answer for that. And all I could think was, yeah, you shouldn't do that. 
I didn't say that. It's not very comforting or helpful. And I said, oh, well, that stinks, which is not better. It is absolutely not better. But he admitted he didn't, he shouldn't have been doing it. And I don't know what else to tell him besides, yeah, you're, oh man, I can't believe they're tracking you or whatever. I mean, they justified to do it so, but oh, it's still ridiculous. This is America. I had nothing for him. What do you say in that situation? That's stealing time. Uh, uh, well, yeah, anything you could do to stick it to the man, to get caught sometimes, but not all the time. Now, and he was, <laughs> he was, he was rather bummed about it. And I feel terrible because I am not generally happy with his advice. But at the end of the day, when, when push came to shove it, it was my turn. Apparently, genetically, I am incapable of giving advice back. Being a parent to a parent, it's a tough job. Nobody's got to do it. <laughs> I don't want to do it. Oh, let's go back to more fun times. Start a vacation. Oh, it's just a joyous time, right? You get to have a break. You get to go wherever you all want. When does it actually start for you? It says, I've come to discover you need to start it sooner. Just the thought process of when vacation starts needs to start sooner. At what point does vacation start for you? Like you think to yourself, I'm off the clock. Don't bother me. I'm on vacation. Goals Gym debate at eight. Games with AJ, VFX. Poll of the day was that simple question. At what point does vacation start for you? Is it when the workday ends, when you check in somewhere, when you finally actually start to travel to wherever your destination is? Because I got to tell you, I think that mentality would help. The sooner vacation starts for you, right, the less likely it is to get sucked in. So we've got uh, Braxton on the phone. Braxton, when does vacation start for you? My wife and I always get a massage when we're on vacation. It's super okay. relaxing. It helps us chill out. And it feels like that's what officially starts the vacation. Once we get our massages, we know we're on vacation. Okay. So, th- okay. I know I would just say, but I think that means to me, like, kudos to you, by the way. Good call. Uh, like, realizing you're on vacation as opposed to starting vacation. Because I tell you, that, there's a lot of window there that I don't, I don't want to operate in getting the massage. Unless you somehow got a masseuse like on you're like, we're going to this hotel, the masseuse of the book. Like, we're going to drop our bags off, and we are off to the spa. There's a lot of leeway there. Got it sooner, sooner. Vacation has to start sooner. When, when does vacation start for you? Emily? I'm on vacation once I'm checked into the hotel. There is nothing relaxing about packing or traveling. Like, yeah, it's nice to be away from work, but that's not the only stressor in my life. Sitting through three flight delays is not a vacation. Okay, fair point made. I was going to argue with that one, but fair point made. So being in the airport while necessarily not feeling like vacation, okay, I can concede that. Because here's the thing for me. So good news is both Emily and Braxton, I'm with you. At least you're not thinking, okay, still taking calls. Because for so long, right, I was like, oh, I'm a, I need to be available whenever they need me. Absolutely not. Do not do that. For me, I can tell you, vacation starts. It may not feel like vacation, so a little bit different than, than Emily and Braxton, but like, when I'm off the clock for the day and a vacation now is officially starting that next day, whatever, I'm on vacation. Now, if you want to reach me and I feel like it's something easy to do, I'm, I might get back to you. However, my confession is, like, I'm off the clock, I'm off the clock. I got vacation because when I'm on the clock, I'm on the clock. And interestingly enough, uh, out of there was a poll about this. 2,000 U.S. adults were asked about just various vacation things. 29% of people said the final workday is the official start of vacation. So whatever the last workday is, Three of ten people are like, yep, yeah, done. For me, today. 
Got a couple days I'm going to be gone. At the end of today, once I get off the clock and everything taken care of, everything I need to be done gets taken care of, I'm off. I'm done. I'm on vacation. I punched out for the day. That means it's a, the next day's over. I see, once, I think of it like cash registers at a business. I once worked at a clothing store, and I got a, I had a lady that was really mad at me because she stayed 45 minutes past closing, bought something, then she went to walk out. I followed her, locked the door because, again, she stayed 45 minutes past closing, and I ran, sh- shut the computer down. And I was told, computer shuts down. It does not come on again until the next day. It logs it as the next business day, and that's what I told her. That's me. Computer shut down for the business day. Ain't coming back on until the next one. Vacation is starting. <laughs> uh, and it, it feels a little weird with this following up, right? Your vacation time is your vacation time. Following it up with my dad who got in trouble for stealing time on the clock. But look, look, when you're on the clock, be on the clock. When you're off the clock, be off the clock. Don't kind of dilly-dally back and forth. That might get you in trouble, pops. Just FYI. Legitimate question. If you hatch a plan and everyone knows it's ridiculous, should you really be held accountable? Like, n- n- look, if somebody's life's in danger, okay, let's let's throw that one out. I'm just curious because, like, I've said absolutely ridiculous things, even on the internet with my friends before, and now I'm kind of terrified that there may be, like, a lurking arrest out there. It's Florida Not, AMs with AJ on VFX as we get into two dumb headlines. It's story number one. One of the, all, both stories stupid, one from Florida, one not. Florida, the home of the original dumb criminals. The story number one has me worried because a man pleaded no contest to hatching a plan to steal a helicopter to free COVID patients from the hospital. Realistically, where are he going to fly a helicopter? Does he know how to fly a helicopter? How are you going to coordinate with the hospital people? Is he going to get anybody on board? Really? How many people can you fit in a helicopter? Like, there's so many roadblocks to that. And no, me and my friends have not coordinated a plan to steal a helicopter yet, but I wouldn't put that one past us. 100% I wouldn't put that one past us. And I'm a little bit concerned. Story number two, a woman got a DUI after not drinking, not doing drugs, huffing, huffing a bunch of right guard spray deodorant while driving. Wow. Wow. I got to tell you, okay. This is hilarious to me because legitimately this weekend, oh my gosh, that's like eight cans. That is so many cans. Like, I don't care how good you smell, but this weekend, girlfriend texted me and said, oh man, I got this new deodorant and I I don't want to be weird or anything, but like, I can't stop smelling. It smells so good. I want it as a body wash. And now I'm kind of concerned, but it's the roll on stick kind. So thank goodness. But like, what if she like just takes a scoop off and just sticks it? Oh, I'm a little concerned. I'm a little concerned. Hmm. It's the relationship version. One of these stories concerns me. One of these stories concerns my girlfriend. The household is great. I'm concerned that there may be a lurking arrest out for my friends and I with the crazy things that we discuss, like stealing the Statue of Liberty once upon a time. AMs with AJ is Florida not on VFX. Uh, Apparently, a man spent way too long during the pandemic watching action movies. Story number one. He uh, planned to steal a helicopter from the Coast Guard, then go to a local hospital, free all the COVID-19 patients, quarantine the doctors and nurses, and then maybe do some not great things to the hospital. No idea why he wanted to do that. He didn't specify which way he was going to go when it turns to the patients or not, but he was caught. He had to buy a bunch of guns for part of this, and apparently in doing so, he assaulted a cop. He's also legally blind. Well... In his plea deal, he got everything dropped except for the uh, firearm th- 
uh, owning the firearm in a vehicle. However, this whole thing started again because he had a plan to steal a helicopter and capture patients from a hospital to set them free. That's terrifying. Story number two. Woman was pulled over and given a DUI, not for alcohol, not for drugs, for deodorant. She had... I've, I've seen the picture pile of empty cans in her car that she was just huffing just over and over again. And it was enough that she was inebriated. The cops like, oh, yeah, this is this is way too much. You're mm -mm, mm -mm, DUI. Wow. Now, I want to point out, I did. I got a text this weekend from my girlfriend said, hey, I don't want to be weird, which is not the worst text in the world. I mean, the one was like, hey, we need to talk. That one terrifying. And I was like, what? Why would you be weird? She said, well, I got this new deodorant, and I can't stop sniffing it. And I don't want to smell my armpits, but I kind of want to smell my armpits. And I was like, yeah, right. Yeah, you don't want to be weird. You're mission accomplished. <laughs> I'm sure it smells great, but not so much that I'm like, oh, yeah. Oh, man, I got to get, I gotta go back for another one. This woman, though, DUI for doing so. So which one is the craziest one? And I got to be careful with how I tread here because one story I feel like relates to me and one story relates to the girlfriend. That being said... Story number one, as crazy as all of that stuff was, as concerning as all that stuff was, came down to the dude trying to buy a bunch of guns and punching a police officer in the face. Stupid? Yes. Out there and ridiculous? Eh. Story number two, I, 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 I guess I knew you could get a DUI off deodorant. Like, if you really asked me and I thought about it, yes. But ultimately, no. So I feel like the most ridiculous story is the fact that the woman huffed eight can't, which can't be cheap. It cannot be cheap. So we're going to go with story number two. And if you think that way, correct. good news it is, which also means that I'm not the totally crazy one the girlfriend is. Florida not on VFX. Not done with Florida. Thank goodness for Florida. Only time I'm going to say that because it finally, I think, helps me put the nail in the coffin that pickles are overrated. When they lead you to physically assault someone, especially significantly younger than you, I think it's time we talk about banning pickles. I mean, we're there. We're there. VFX, AM's with AJ, and the question is, how do you that like pickles live with yourselves? Because the final coffin of evidence, final nail in the coffin of evidence, <laughs> crushed it, is in. It has to be featured in Bonus Florida or not, and there's nothing more condemning than Bonus Florida or not. Apparently, down in Florida, in Polk County specifically, a teacher's facing misdemeanor battery challenges over allegations she bit two students. Now, let's backtrack for a second. There was a topic a couple weeks ago where we were talking about what was the thing your, your pet destroyed. And someone actually had a story of their dog eating their homework. And I just can't imagine... It's, it's gone like so cliche that I, I think you'd almost have to believe it, right? The dog ate my homework excuse. But as a teacher, like, how do you not roll your eyes a little bit? What do you do the other way around where you got to go home as a student and be like, I, I don't know how to say this, but my, my teacher bit me and like, I just feel weird and I should tell someone, but I also don't know what's happening really. She bit them over a jar of pickles. It's done. Pickle lovers. It's, it's sealed. A teacher bit two students because of a jar of pickles. Apparently, quote, she was playing around with the students and then things got serious when they tried to take her jar of pickles and she bit them. 
bit is a jar. Let's real quick, re- honestly, how many pickles do you really think you can eat in one sitting? A, a jar has to have minimum, even the tiniest little handheld like you hold in your hand, like fifty pickles, forty at least. You can't spare ten, five a piece for those kids. What? Like no, pickles bring about violence. They suck. They have no place in this world, and it has finally been sealed with bonus Florida or not. That being said, I have no idea what the health values are of pickles, but let us assume that not great. And if that's the case, as tough as it is to admit, there is one thing you absolutely need to do if you're dressed normally when you go on a road trip. I begrudgingly, I think, almost cut off circulation in my entire legs before I finally admit it. Nope. Sometimes snap the button. As a bigger fella, there's no greater accomplishment than fitting just right into your pair of jeans. AMs with AJ on VFX. Like, you don't want to feel that snug feeling because then you're like, oh my God, I want to buy new clothes. You don't want it to cost you your circulation. So, on a road trip, left, went on vacation for a little bit, came back driving uh, the other day, and first half of the trip back up to the Cache Valley, just all of a sudden, Scooch just a little bit, and you feel that pain around your waist just cutting the circulation off. And I'm thinking to myself, I, I should unbut. No, no, I'm not going to do that because that's admitting that I'm fat, and I'm not going to do it. I'm going to suffer through it. It'll be fine. I'm going to get stop and get gas. Sometimes you'll be able to st- be able to use the bathroom, be able to walk around a little bit. It'll be fine. And then I did that, and I bought fried food from the gas station. And I said, okay, let's level with me. All right, AJ, let's talk. Man to man here. Let's be honest. Look, like when you sit, it kind of flexes you out in a weird way in terms of your body shape, but ultimately, like there's no reason to do that. Yeah, we can talk about how we want to go to the gym and eat better, and that's all great. We'll put that over here. We, we can do that. We can do that, but let's focus on right now, and it's not going to do either of us any good if we're driving home and it's going to snow and you can't feel your feet all of a sudden because you can't feel the circulation in your waist and you just ignore it because you don't just want to pop a button on the top jean. So I did. I did, and it was comfortable, and I didn't think about it on the way home, and it was great. And my question was, finally admitting so, I can't be the only one that does that, right? Just pop that top button on the jean. And I say top button because I was wearing my jeans that have like four buttons and no zippers, which, you know, whatever. That's still weird to me. So that was the poll today on our Facebook and uh, some really good comments. Uh, Sydney said, sometimes it'd be that way. Nothing to be ashamed of, but the awkward part is buttoning back up, which exactly because then, then I uh, stopped. I actually went to visit my girlfriend at work when I got back into town because she was out and about and you sit there and you kind of want to, you kind of want to just uh, adjust for a second there, but not look weird because you don't want anybody to see you be like, okay, wait a minute. That dude just buttoned up his... What was what was going on? He's in the car by himself. What was that dude doing? Not that ultimately it'll ever come back to you, I think. Fingers crossed. But yeah, Sydney, one hundred percent right. Uh, Raina said absolutely. Now I just wear boxers when I road trip. Okay, I'm not ready to go sans pants yet. I'm not ready to go sans pants. A couple other Angela Tiffany said the exact same thing. Ashley, that's why you wear sweats or leggings. And I, yeah, I do. But to me, that's like admitting more so than the button maybe who cares what I, why would i care if it's comfortable it's comfortable look i need you past that self-consciousness yeah we can eat better we can exercise but who cares who's looking at you in the car nobody's seeing that button being unbuttoned be comfortable you know what Raina? to you i i'm not i'm not ready to go sans pants while driving but 
Who's going to know? Who's going to know? You be comfortable. But that was the Thermo Fisher poll of the day. When you drive, you pop that top button on the jeans. Just give it, let it breathe, let it air out a little bit, be comfortable. Do you? Be honest. Utah's VFX on our Facebook page. While we are dealing with travel and embarrassment, borrowing money, never going to be a good feeling. But is it worse to borrow from friends or from family? Because unequivocally, I think there's one answer, and my normal international travel partners being a little bit like our father kind of is what's making it a whole lot worse, I think. Won't most of us go fairly far to avoid embarrassment if we can help it? If you're borrowing money, you pick the course of the lesser of two evils, right? AMs with AJ on VFX. So is that family or is it friends? Because here's here's the dilemma. So I travel with a sibling of mine, and they normally book everything. They like to be in control, and that's fine. So they pay for everything up front, and I just pay them back later. Well, I text them and say, hey, start to plan the next vacation. I will uh, get you taken care of when taxes come, right? Common phrase. I've heard that as an adult and a child before. Like, taxes come, boom, gotcha. Only to be met with the question of, are you sure you can afford this? Which immediately, you're a little self-conscious about. Like, wait a minute, like I said, I got you. Of course, I went into a whole list of reasons. Yeah, it's fine, it's fine. And the thing that gets me is the sibling is turning into our father. Because my still on a family plan with, with Pops. And for the longest stretch until I finally figured out how to set up auto pay, hey, got to pay your bill, $57. 57 bucks is what it was. And there were months that I just forgot. Like, he messaged me, and then I just got distracted. I didn't get around to pay it. It was, it was $57. And look, I want my $57. You want your $57. But I, I know that my dad's budget is not snapping on $57. Oh, my gosh. The months I forgot $57. Hey, you got to give me that $57. Gotta get, I, I felt like somebody was going to break my ankles if I didn't get it to him quickly enough. And I'm like, okay. Oh, T, T. I have never not paid. Let's let's look contextually here. Give me a little track record of credit to understand you get, you're going to get your money. You're going to get your money. With all that being said, I 100% do not lean family in terms of borrowing money. I just feel like, <laughs> in my experience, and not with these two, let me be very clear about those two specifically, dad and sibling, it, can, it gets a little, little testy real quick, and then it can get ugly in a hurry. And family can kind of pull those Jedi minders like, oh, don't worry, I'm family, I'll get it. But I wouldn't borrow family, but maybe I'm not. Maybe I'm the only one. Amber on the phone. Amber, when it comes to borrowing money, friends or family, who would you prefer to take some from? I would probably borrow money from my family. I wouldn't feel rushed to pay it back because my family and I are so close, and they know I'm not going anywhere, and they know that I will pay them back. Okay, so let me let me retract my statement. I would borrow from family if what Amber said was true, because I feel like that should all 100% be the way it is. I'm not going anywhere. I've got a track record here. We're good. I'm tight with this sibling, and I'm tight with my father, but still, I miss, I, I, you know, I'm a little bit delayed on him. Like, I, you know what? We almost got the guy to shove you down the stairs. We almost did, AJ. We didn't. We were thinking about it. So I still think I'm leaning friends. Thomas on the phone. Thomas, friends or family, who you borrow money from? Yeah, I would rather borrow money from friends than family. Um, My friends are, you know, sometimes broke like me, so they get my situation. Um, It's a little more relatable. Things get weird with family. You know, they're always 
like hold something over your head even like years later even if you paid them back they just like family wants to make a big deal about everything everything thomas said amber what amber said is how it should be what thomas said is how it is who would you borrow money from family or friends it's friends now, who is the worst to loan money to? I think it's dead even. I've been on the on the end of both of those, and they both pull the same tax. It's absolute worst. But end of the day, don't borrow from anybody. I mean, that's where I think we're ultimately what we landed on. But as we continue to share embarrassment and already this morning, totally fair that I bragged on my girlfriend, right? She loves the smell of her new deodorant. Well, uh, apparently there's a way that she can tell that I'm sleeping a whole lot better and I feel bad about it, and I'm hoping there's a solution when it comes to those night noises. We'll see if that's the case coming up in about nine minutes on VFX. If she doesn't recognize that that snoring sleep is that good, good sleep, then she doesn't love you. Hams <laughs> with AJ on VFX. So I hadn't been sleeping well before I went on vacation. Uh, <laughs> Ashley said, did you sleep well last night? And I said, eh, yeah, I did actually sleep pretty well. And she said, I know, you snored. A lot. I know because we get to play this game where I deny it ultimately, even though, look, I accept it. I'm pretty sure I snore. I say she does. She really does it. And so luckily, if you love someone, I think there's certain things about them that you learn to, I think, tolerate initially and then appreciate Maybe things that were not, I want to say flat out annoying, but a little bit quirky along the way. And then they kind of become things that have become endearing. I'm not saying snoring is endearing, but I think it's something that my girlfriend becomes used to. That being said, I still do feel bad. Like she goes to bed earlier than me. She sleeps longer than I do. She has no trouble falling asleep whatsoever. So ultimately, I kind of don't feel bad because clearly she gets her stuff figured out. But if there was a solution to it, you know... Yeah, I I, want to hear it out. So how, just out of pure curiosity, since she had to deal with that, me there, and then coming back and dealing with it again, do you deal with your partner snoring? Ashlyn, what do you do? I started going to bed like a half an hour before my husband most nights. That'll give me enough time to fall asleep before he comes in and starts snoring. But if I wake up in the middle of the night, I'm never going back to sleep. So... I'm sorry, Ashley. That's generally Ashley, my girlfriend's take on it, too. She's able to fall asleep instantly. I am incapable of doing so. Therefore, that strategy works most nights, though. I do know that there has been a night or two where she, like you, has not been able to fall asleep before me or has woken up, and then she ain't making it back to sleep. And I, I feel bad. I do. I legitimately feel bad. That's why we're here. Uh, Jeffrey, <laughs> how do you deal with your partner snoring? I bought a Bluetooth headset, so I can play music when I'm trying to go to sleep. I find it helps okay. me drown out all the snoring. Right. Otherwise, I'd be up all night. And, you know, I've tried to do everything to help her fix it. But at this point, it's just something I have to live with or sleep on the couch. Okay, so oh, a little bit contentious, but all right. They, they can't be comfortable, though, wearing that headset, even if it's buds. Like, I feel like you would lose us. There was that lady who swallowed one uh, not that long ago, wasn't she? And I think she was wearing hers while she was sleeping. That would terrify me. And there's no way you're sleeping. I, I couldn't do it. I got a headset on right now. There's no way I could lay down and sleep with a headset on. White noise. I don't know. White noise, you got to get used to. Like, I'm a fa- I'm fan guy. Fan is my white noise. So, like, that on, I'm good. General white noise sounds. I don't know. That'd be an adjustment. Like, you're right. You do have to probably learn to deal with it. And I think eventually you'll become tolerant of it and then kind of just mentally block it out. Hmm. I just, I just can't imagine wearing a headset 
being comfortable. Like, there's no way. Like, I just mm, hard pass. I don't feel like that's the answer, though, Jeffrey. I don't. Um, so <laughs> the adult thing to do is, though, what Jeffrey said and say, I got to learn to deal with it or sleep on the couch. Hopefully it doesn't end up with you sleeping on the couch. But speaking of being an adult, I had a moment of clarity. As a child of divorce, I have grown up with my parents having lawyers and referring to as such and conversing with lawyers as such. And I came to realize in making a comment about maybe needing one, how do you do that? Before we get to that, though, another one of those voicemails, am I crazy? This one, I think you'd be crazy not to have the opinion of, I kind of don't want to drive anymore. I think a lot of us have opinions on driving right now for several various reasons. So for the Gold's Gym debate today, AMs with AJ on VFX, it was really interesting to get this voicemail, though not in the same vein that I think all of us, when we're thinking about driving today, are. So the voicemail. Okay, am I crazy? So I don't like to drive at all. Like I literally Uber everywhere. Even if I need to pick up some eggs at the store or something, like I'll get an Uber rather than driving my own car. Because I just feel like, why not? Like it makes traveling so much better when you don't have to worry about it. Okay, so that last point, yes. My initial thought, I don't like driving right now. I was like, okay, who does? Ashley, my girlfriend, has an SUV, and it is expensive to fill up right now. And so I told her, because her work commutes are significantly longer than mine, I was like, we might need to trade cars for a minute here. She's like, I don't want to do that. I was like, I know your car is way nice to me. I got it. But I only have to drive five minutes. This is going to save us some money in the long run here. This, this is probably what we need to do. She was not happy about it. But I get it. And when I went on vacation, going through the canyon, and coming back, by the way, the snow, I saw two slide-offs. I hope everybody made it through safe. But I was like, I, I get anxiety about it now after nothing happened. I just I think about the canyon and the snow and how terrible it is. It's really the big drops. It's the curve going coming into Wellsville, right? You got that big hill, and then the one that drops into, um, not Toilet, where the, the, the little town there in in sardine where you go down that hill and you turn before we slid there once before luckily nothing happened gives me anxiety but okay the uber thing yeah that's insane especially now like how expensive is that i get not liking to drive but i mean you can't roll to the grocery store to the fast food place you got to be able to make do with a little bit of it and this hits home for me even more so because a friend of mine was in a relationship and has been in a relationship for a long time now, he has bought a ring, but he has not proposed. And his girlfriend, eventually to be fiance, one of the things that has him skeptical, and I want to say that as in, I, I don't know the inner work as a relationship. He says it out loud, so he may be doing it for our benefit because it's weird, but she doesn't have her driver's license. And she is Ashley's age, my brother's age, like late 20s, like took the test once, didn't get it, and counts on to, and I will never Never understand it. I asked producer Butters and Irma on an after show, I think about a week and a half ago, what they thought. And everybody has the same response. Like, how? Like, do you not like freedom? The ability to do what you want when you want? Even like now where gas is expensive. But how? So the not liking to drive, I can kind of get. But like there's there's some basic necessities I feel like you have to do. You have to go to work. Run some basic errands. You don't want a road trip or whatever. You can find someone else and you could figure it out, trade off however. But yeah, I, 
ultimately, I was like, the gas thing, okay, if you're deciding to pull back a little bit, I understand that. Now, ultimately, yeah, you're crazy. You're crazy if you say you just want to Uber everywhere. Like, if you're like, I don't want to drive and I bike everywhere, more power to you. I want to skateboard. I want to walk. I just don't like driving. I want to do that. Great. Subbing in rideshare. No, that's not better. 100% not better. I feel like my dad right now. Are you ridiculous? You know how much this is costing me? Speaking of dad, speaking of being a parent, I had an epiphany. Actually, more a thought of clarity. Growing up as a child of divorce, lawyers were mentioned, were part of the family discussion all the time. Mom, dad, each had one, talked about it, got to meet him, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And I made a comment about maybe needing one or wanting to consult with one over this weekend. And then I thought, wait, how do, how do I do that? How do you get one of those? What, what happens? You know, it's amazing because in one hand, we say that every generation grows up a little bit quicker than every one, the other one because technology advances so much faster. There's just so much more immersion and all this crap they have to deal with. And I agree with that. Gold's Jib debated 8 AMs with AJ on VFX. On the other hand, my parents, my mom has four kids and she had all of them by the time she was, let's see, my sister's 13 years younger than I am, so uh, 20, 35-ish. I'm 33, still no kids. And the thing that dawned on me this weekend was I was making comments like, oh, I'm going to have to sue. And I was like, well, how would I get a lawyer? Like, I'm... I'm going to be 33. I feel like I should know the answer to that question. Because growing up as a child of divorce, my parents' divorce was brutal. They can't stand Still to this day, they really can't stand each other. So it was, oh, I got to talk to my lawyer about this. I'll send this to my lawyer. I'll talk to this. That, 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 that. We got to go to court over and over again, right? It grew up just common things said in the house with my brother and I. And so I was like, well, how, how would I do that? Should I do that? Is there someone I should sort of have on retainer? Like, should I contact someone and be like, go meet some people, have like a luncheon. We come and they have cheese and crackers and say, well, I'll lawyer really good for you because I'll do this. Well, actually, I'm the best. And then I'll be like, "Uh, that's it. You're my dude. Let's do this. Like, do you do, is that how you go? You got to meet a couple lawyers ahead, like like a therapist, right? When you go to therapy, you know, I was going to meet the right one the first time. I met like four before I found mine back in the day. Like, it's the same thing with lawyer, right? Like, all right, here's 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 my deal. You get my sense of humor. We're, we're going to be good. Like, lawyer-client privilege, right? Feels like it should be like that. But I think it ultimately also would be a solution to one of my problems. Because I talked about before how I wouldn't mind having a bodyguard. Because just when push comes to shove, I just, in those moments, face-to-face, I'm not the person who's bad cop. I can't do it. It's just not me. But, but... I feel like if I had a lawyer and you could just drop that reference back, look, this is going on and I don't want it to continue. I'm going to speak to my lawyer about this. How do you not take that guy, that guy seriously? Just for a second. Even for, if it's ridiculous. If it's the most ridiculous thing. We're like, look, I've been talking with my lawyer and that's ridiculous and I think we're going to have to do something about this. That would freeze me for a second. It 100% would get me and I'd be like, whoa. Well, the question is, like, is there a retainer fee? Because I was someone I, I legitimately. I was looking at a website the other day. I was actually looking at two different websites. One was for sports, and one was for writing. And they're both like, "Oh yeah, you can sign up to do this and pay this fee." And I'm not saying they can't, but I was also like, "Nope, not gonna do that. Pay a fee to be part of your website? Deuces, I'm out. Can't justify doing that right now. So if I have to pay a fee to have my lawyer on retainer or whatever, like, 
also pass because clearly it hasn't come up to this point in time. It would feel I would feel very much like an adult being like, oh, I'll let my my lawyer look over this and they'll handle that. But at the same time, I clearly am not ready for it because I have no idea how what goes into it. And heaven help me if that ever comes up. The whole concept of actually suing someone or putting a will together. I honestly may call my parents and be like, hey, so what do I do for this? I know I'm turning 33, but please, please help me figure this out. Speaking of things I could use a lawyer for, again, kind of pointless, but the whole idea is the name drop. Park narks. Someone parks in correctly. Look, my lawyer's going to hear about this. I feel you got you to pause, right? It, it, you're like, whoa, wait, wait. But thanks to Tanner for handling the morning show early this week while I was gone. My first cracks at the Park Narc nominees is we get the, down to the crunch time for you to vote, and we find out who the most annoying Parker in Cash Valley is this week. You know, even while I was on vacation, people are still messaging me Park Narc nominees, and I keep an eye out for them now, too, because how can you not at this point? So I appreciate it because this has been a great year for submissions. Nominee number one this week for Park Narc's on VFX. If I fits, I parks. I believe uh, those rectangles that don't have the stripes to them, so thank goodness we moved past that, at least for this nominee, are for motorcycles, right? Or mopeds, whatever, motorized, not cars, basically. And this SUV was like, well, this is a perfect little spot, so I'm just going to get my cat snuggly on, I'm going to tuck my legs in, and I'm going to fit right here, right at the front. I don't understand what the problem is. It's a space. It's closed off. And then, unfortunately, we go right back to the stripey rectangle with nominee number two. I mean, no one is using it, dot, 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 as this hatch or crossover, I think is what it actually is. Found that stripey rectangle, thought the same thing. Look, I fit right in it. It's right here. And as always, that one is awful because they don't have a spot or a pass, excuse me, to park in the special needs spot. And even if they did, again, stripey lines mean no, mean don't go here. This is not an open space. It's like, did anybody play a game in gym? Because in, in my middle school gym, we used to have, they had like all these lines all over the gym. I think for all the courts, basically, it was so impossible to keep track of. But we used to play this game called Pac-Man. So basically it was tag, but you had to stay on the lines of the gym and you could switch colors whenever you wanted as long as you were on a line. It's like you can't cross line. You can't just jump lines vehicle. That's not how it works. If there's a line that says no, you don't break that barrier. That's how that works for both nominee one and nominee two. Decide which one annoys you the most. Stripey rectangle, which I thought we were a lot of those in 2021. 2022, doubling down on apparently. Still not learning that lesson. So to nominee number one's credit, not saying it's not the worst, at least it's not a stripey rectangle, but it's also not a vehicle spot. So don't park there. Pen to the top of our Facebook page, Utah's VFX. Which one annoys you the most? And of course, Please and thank you. Continue to submit your uh, Park Narc nominees. Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, those all work. Utah's VFX. The notion has continued to catch on. Now it's in the, what we'll call the upper class. So it hasn't quite, I think, worked its way down to the middle class. But push presence is catching on as a trend. Now, I will give I will give kudos to the in regards to the fact that this woman I think has a claim for demanding money for her husband, but at the end of the day, saying I want fifty thousand dollars to have your kid doesn't sound great. I blame celebrities. Could be used, I think, for a lot of things, but the notion of push presence, one hundred percent on them. Okay, it, let me be very clear from the get go. 
AMs with AJ on VFX. As a man, I acknowledge there is a whole lot of physical toll and sacrifice made on the woman's behalf when it comes to childbearing, delivery, all of that. I acknowledge that. So the concept of a reward kind of feels dirty to say, but a reward? Okay, okay, okay. But the the transactional attitude of give me this, I have kid feels dirty. Because the only way I can think of it, it just feels like, like I don't think I don't know that the kid would ever hear the story, but like that's how I picture some things, like how I run it through my head and be like, well, I wasn't gonna have you, but then your dad paid me 50 grand. I was like, well, okay, fine. And then we had to. Just doesn't doesn't feel good. Feels dirty. That being said, the most recent story has gone viral. I will concede the lady, I think, has a point. There is a husband that posted on Reddit because him and his wife want to have a kid. Now, apparently, they both make about 175 k a year, but they keep everything separate. They pay all their bills individually, which is advice given, you know, to keep your – it just it saves a fight between couples. The problem is for her maternity leave, her company would pay her about 50%. And she can take six more months for the first six months. And then six months after that, she can take, but she won't be paid at all. So she said, I will do the baby thing if you pay me 50 grand for the first six months, make up for lost salary, 50 grand for the second six months if I decide to take it and don't work. And that gets weird. I, I got it. Like, I understand their finances are separate. She's taking the hit. I'm not saying she's wrong. I'm just, it's this weird area where it feels like there's a contract negotiation to have a kid. And on one hand, I respect the looking at the actual finances of it, because I think that's an adult thing to do. On the other hand, it is supposed to be like the miracle of life and this moment and all that, like it's supposed to be something special and all that. And you're like, well... I'll I'll do it, but only if I I get my asking price. I ain't budging. This is what it's gonna cost you to get said baby, and otherwise I'm not moving. It just it feels not right. Just not right. It feels like, as the guy put it, a bribe or transactional to have a baby, and that just don't feel good. I mean, I'm not saying that they wouldn't love the kid and they wouldn't be great parents afterwards. It just feels like a real ugly way to get to it. Maybe there's a compromise in there, like he just covers all the bills and then that would make up for it because it seems reasonable, right? Like maternity leave is great. As the fella, I would, you know, pick up the slack in terms of even before the the baby's born, right? Not going to be lifting. Eventually she's going to less and less that physically is able to do as she kind of gets ready for the birthday. Like that's part of it, right? Or is that just way too traditional and old school and now this is moving into a maybe not the right answer quite yet, but the the where we're heading with this in terms of, uh, all right, here's the deal. Let's sit down and negotiate this. All right, I want this. I get that car. I'm going to drive that and then we'll have the baby. Just feel it's just a weird negotiation tactic. Like, thank goodness we had your brother, Tim. I mean, your dad wouldn't budge on the fact that. He had to give me a foot massage every day, but like it was that or no kid. Just doesn't feel great. Doesn't feel good. VFX's Facebook roulette. What is on Facebook that is good, not bad, makes laughs, makes inspiration, makes deep thoughts, you know, good things, not makes mad, makes quit, all that. 
I let my friend Patrick share a meme. Says I almost dropped my phone on my soft carpeted floor, but thank God I have lightning fast reflexes, able to slap it into the wall instead. Look, I am proud of my superhero level reflexes. However, in situations where I drop the floor, it is not a good time because me, me, it's the foot one, right? You try and stick your foot out, and the thought process is I'm gonna try and break the fall of my phone. Unfortunately, more often than not, it looks like oh, I'm punting this sucker across the room. But just. It's probably not better. Got to be honest, probably not better because there's a contact to your foot, the motion that I think picks up speed and then falling wherever it does. <laughs> the AJ Knight, find me across all social media. Utah's VFX because tomorrow is Friday, which means we will find out who is the worst Parker in Cache Valley. So you can go and vote. It's pinned at the top of our Facebook page while also submitting your partner's vote. And speaking of Utah's VFX for our social media, it is the same thing for the podcast. So if you miss anything on the show, you want to go back and listen from now until all of eternity that the morning show has been on VFX, you can go find that. Spotify, iTunes, Google Play, all of that. I am here to confess to you now, I kind of think I get why Utah doesn't move or a lot of people don't. Driving through the canyon gives me anxiety. Logan and Sardine. Sardine less when there's not snow. Logan kind of all the time. And if that's the case, why would you ever go anywhere? Because you have to drive through those. The night before I left town, I knew it was supposed to snow in Sardine. And I was thinking about it. I was anxious about it. I confess. I get it now. Why maybe just maybe you don't totally leave. At least Cash Valley. Till tomorrow morning. Rams with AJ on VFX. Thanks for listening. And don't do anything I wouldn't do.